We're almost live. Are we live yet? Almost. And we are live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Jonathan Kogan. This is an emergency broadcast. I have a whole bunch of topics lined up, but something unexpected has happened. It is September 7th, 2022, 10.15 p.m., and there is a terrible, terrible emergency in Memphis. Big-time emergency. There is a guy. Let me get the facts. Hold on. Live updates. There is a man on a shooting spree in Memphis. Memphis police said 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly is currently in a gray Toyota with an Arkansas tag AEV63K. If you see this car, call 911 immediately. He is live streaming, going around, killing people. And let me get some more info. This started at 8.40 p.m. It's now 10.15 p.m. The Delta Fair was placed on lockdown due to the shooting spree in Memphis. The fair's public information officer told Fox 13, this is bad. This is bad. I don't mean to blow things out of proportion here, but this is a big deal, and people need to know what's going on. There is a 19-year-old person that is driving around live streaming mass murders. And the Memphis police and the police department have sent out emergency notifications to people. The University of Memphis is on lockdown. Shots were fired in the area of Patterson and Southern. According to a safety alert from the school, all doors at the university have been locked for general safety. You got Kayla Solomon, uh, uh, reporting on Twitter, say the suspect has now switched cars. He's now driving a gray Toyota SUV. Please share this with anyone who needs to see this. This is crazy. This is not what I was planning on getting into right away, but things happen and we got to cover the truth because that's what we do on the Jonathan Kogan show. I'm bringing you more info. Safety alert. Random shooting suspect. The university and police services are issuing this message in a continuing effort to communicate safety information to our students, faculty, staff, and visitors. Here's what's happened so far. There were shots fired a short while ago near Patterson and Southern. There is no threat currently at the university. Well, I don't know how they can really say that, but there's a guy going around shooting people. It seems like a threat, but whatever. However, the Memphis Police Department has asked that everyone stay. So there's no threat, but stay off the streets. What? Like, come on. It's a threat. All right. Has asked that everyone stay off the streets until they apprehend this suspect who has been shooting randomly across the city. All doors at the university have been locked for general safety. Officers are in the area and on patrol. All university phones and the live safe app have apparently been overwhelmed by the volume of calls and reports. This is terrible. This is heartbreaking. This is just everything, that, all the chaos going on in this world, all the buildup from the lockdowns and all this madness. People are going insane. Maybe this has nothing to do with it. I don't know, but it surely probably didn't help. So update, 7.57 p.m. The man claims to have shot five people in a Facebook Live video. Why does everyone go on Facebook Live when they do this? Didn't that guy in Buffalo do that? Why do they go on Facebook Live? Why? Uh, seen by Fox 13 
In that video, the man appears to walk into an AutoZone store. AutoZone. Uh, aim. Wait, AutoZone store. Aim a gun at a man and pull the trigger. There's a video here on Twitter from Kate Berry, B-I-E-R-I. Police have removed the tape outside the AutoZone on Jackson, where the suspect live streamed the shooting. Employees just left the uh, store. I just played this, but it's just showing the inside of a store with like, there's no people in it, thankfully, uh, and just stuff's everywhere. It just looks like a mess. Memphis police said the 19 years old, you should be playing video games or something or just hanging out with the boys. Uh, Memphis police said 19 year old man responsible for multiple shootings is in a gray SUV. I just told you that they, he just switched cars quite sophisticated. If you ask me, police said the man is still at large and urged everybody to stay indoors. You can go on Twitter or on Facebook. It looks like that's a verified account. Memphis, excuse me, Memphis police department established 1827. I don't know why they have that in their title. Okay. God bless. Glad you were established in 1827. Now, can you catch the guy? Uh, not funny matter. Update. The suspect is now to believe in a gray Toyota SUV. Update. The suspect is 19 year old male, black, not black male, male, black, uh, driving a light blue infinity update. The vehicle reportedly has a red dealer tag and a rear window busted out. And there is a crazy post here, which I'm going to read which by the way, I saw this on Facebook. The homie Justin shared this. So shout out. Um, I couldn't believe this was real. I mean, I really, really couldn't believe this was real. I mean, this is wild. And uh, it's a Twitter. It says, I can only see parts of it, but it's something along the lines of exclamation point, all caps, armed and dangerous, on the lookout for a male, black occupied in a blue or silver sedan who's responsible for multiple shootings. We're getting reports that he is live recording his actions on Facebook. They don't have a specific location, although they probably should since he's live streaming. I imagine Facebook has those capabilities. You have any information of the whereabouts, call 911 immediately. If somehow you are getting this transmission and you are in Memphis or you know someone in Memphis, A, call them, make sure they're okay. B, if they know anything, call 911. City of Memphis issued a tweet. If you do not need to be out, please stay home. The Jonathan Cogan show has an announcement too. stay home, stay home, just chill, stay home. Okay. There's a man traveling the city, shooting random people. And we know that was it yesterday or the day before where the heiress of a billionaire was jogging. She has two kids. She's a school teacher. She was jogging in Memphis. This just happened. And a dude who lived across the street, like followed her, forced her into an SUV And then a day or two later, they found her body behind a vacant apartment building. This just happened in the same area. In fact, I think Tucker uh, Carlson covered it. Not good. Not good. Not good. Um, It's unknown how many shootings this man is connected to at the time. Anyways, you get the gist. Oh, here's actually some more details. I got to read this. A 24-year-old man was killed on Lindale Avenue. And then a man was shot and killed at a BP gas station on East Parkway. Oh, this has been going on for a while. A woman was, wow, this has been going on since the, for hours. It it says 4.35 PM. Wow. 
A woman was shot just one minute later on Norris Road and critically injured, police said. I mean, this is this is madness. This is madness. We got to catch this man. So, A, reach out to anyone if you know anyone in the area. And if you know anything, call 911. Now we're going to get into the stories. I know it's a rough transition. It's very weird. This was not planned. And I'll read this last tweet that came out from the Memphis Police Department, and then we will move on to the juicy stuff. This is pretty juicy, but with the other stuff. Alert, armed and dangerous. Be on the lookout for a male black occupying a blue or silver sedan, possibly an Infinity or Nissan who is responsible for multiple shootings. We are getting reports that he is recording his action on Facebook. We do not have a specific location of where he is now. If you have any information of his whereabouts, call 911 immediately. We will provide more information as it becomes available, as we will do on the John the Cogan show as we learn more and go through this show. But man, man, this world is going crazy. All right, what else is going on? Quick, I mean, really tough to transition from that, obviously. But we got to get you the news. We got to get you the facts. We got to get you the truth because that's what we do on this show. And we go through war zones to get you that. We get ridiculed. We get censored. We get our accounts taken down. But we persevere for the people because someone has to. There's a lot of other truth fighters out there, but we're one of them on this battlefield. So flattening the curve, baby. Flattening the curve. Do you remember hearing that? Well, guess what? They got to flatten the curve again. You want to know the worst thing about flattening the curve for two weeks? Is that it takes two years. The worst part about flattening the curve for two weeks is that it's two years. You forget that. In fact, let me play the video clip of when they mentioned flatten the curve and then what they're saying now, but don't worry. They mean it this time. You didn't believe them last time and they lied to your face. But this time's different. Trust us. Take a listen to the U.S. Surgeon General last year talking about how if we all pitch in for 15 days, we can flatten the curve. Two years later, they still want to lock us down. And in California, basically a communist state, they still have you locked down. And you can't even charge your car. But don't worry. We're doing it for the environment while Gavin Newsom is in air conditioning and has a gas mobile and private plane probably. Take a listen. How long do you think people should expect to be at home, essentially? Well, what you're talking about is our 15 days to stop the spread initiative. We're telling people that we really want them to avoid gatherings of 10 or more. We want them to avoid any unnecessary travel. Uh, we want them to work from home, if at all possible or not go in. Uh, and the reason why we framed it this way is because when we look at the data, uh, our numbers are where Italy's were two to three weeks ago. So we really have a choice to make right now as a nation. Uh, do we want to go the way of Italy and see our numbers increase rapidly? Or do we want to go the way of South Korea and China, who aggressively leaned in the mitigation measures and were actually able to level off their peak and are now seeing uh, significantly decreased numbers of cases? We, we really right. feel like if we can get America 15, to all I mean, pitch in, yeah. we feel like if we can get America to all pitch in for the next 15 days, we can flatten the curve, which is a term that you've been hearing a lot, not overwhelm our health yeah, they could flatten the curve. We definitely want to take instruction from an authoritarian regime in communist China. They're still on lockdown. If you see, if you haven't seen videos there, they're sending drones to apartment buildings to tell people that they cannot leave the apartment. And you hear screams of people screaming from their apartment because they basically aren't able to leave for the past two years. It's their 
It's their, it's their zero COVID policy, which means you cannot go outside and have any rights whatsoever. We should definitely replicate that. They are thriving. They're on the brink of an economic collapse. People are screaming. It's some really dystopian videos. I swear. Very dystopian videos. Literally these drones. It is like COVID zero. It talks. It's COVID zero. Stay locked down. And people have been locked down for two years. There's now protests going on. Like they're called silent protests. And they have like, people are spray painting these things that mean like, let up on the policy or like let us out. And it's like literally like in a movie when like in a scary movie, when someone's on the glass going like, you know, up against it, like help me. That's what's going on there. It's crazy, but that's what's going on there. So yeah, we should really replicate that. And by the way, they still have COVID. And by the way, they are literally disinfecting the disinfecting the runway at airports for COVID. That's what's going on in China right now. But that was two years ago, that video. And remember, they just said, if you can be unselfish and care about the greater good, well, then we could flatten the curve. Now, if you recall, this 15-day flatten the curve from this attorney general schmuck, um, how do we put this? Didn't work. Didn't work. And they think you're stupid and they think you can forget everything that you've seen. And if they tell you a lie long enough, you will believe it as truth. So now they're talking about flattening the curve, not in respect to COVID. No, you know that that they're full of shit there. So now they need to pick something else to get the fear trigger going off in your mind. So you can't use critical thinking and that you do whatever your government says. But don't worry. Say it with me now. They love you. They care about you. Have you not noticed? Has you Have you not the, the greatest wealth transfer in history? Non-existent. You made it up in your head. The safest world we've ever lived in? Yeah, obviously. The happiest people are ever? Yeah. There's no one driving around killing random people because that's totally normal which we're, we're going to get to the Illinois bill, by the way, which basically lets out uh, violent criminals within 24 hours, like second degree murder and stuff, because it's good for society. It's good. Don't lock up violent criminals. Let them figure it out on their own. You know, let them, let them figure it out. You know, don't arrest them. Let them commit a few more crimes until you really, you know, put the foot down. But we'll get into that. I don't want to get off track. So the climate. As you know, and we've talked about on this podcast, as we do with everything else, I don't mean to brag about that, but it's just what we do here because we tell the truth and telling the truth is a winning strategy in the long run. I firmly believe that. What's honestly going on is Europe is straight up going to lose energy. They are going to literally not have enough energy to heat their homes in the winter. In Germany and probably the UK, in fact, 70% of pubs in the UK are going to go under because the bills are, the energy bills are 10X already. So if you have a coffee shop, let's say, and your electric bill was 2000 and now it's 20,000, you know what that really means? You can't stay in business, but don't worry. Starbucks can, that's essential. Walmart's essential. Whatever big boxes you have over there, that's essential. But Derek's accessories or Bobby's coffee, no. No, expendable. No, those are peasants. We don't care about them. No, no. If you're part of the elite group, you matter. You are what we call essential. 
And if you don't know that, well, you're stupid. But you know you're stupid by now. We've brainwashed you enough to know that you're an idiot. Listen to, which by the way, the whole structure of the European Union is crazy. The people who actually run things over there are non-elected officials, even though we all know that by now, the new world order that we're in the midst of right now with the bad guys trying to take over at the World Economic Forum, we're not conspiratorial here. I'm not even going to say that anymore. We know that's happening. Basically, unelected officials are making the rules over there, okay? But we know politicians give you a false illusion of freedom. We know it's all BS. We still fall for it, but we know it's BS in our hearts. Listen to her talk about how we need to just not use energy like in California to flatten the curve. And don't forget, you don't, we didn't ever say flatten the curve before and we were never wrong about it. We never said it. This is the first time or we said it and we told the truth. They're going to spin it one or two ways. Either this is new or when they did say it, they're going to convince you, they're going to convince you that they did it correctly because they think you're an idiot, but you're not an idiot. Take a listen. Mandatory targets proposed to, quote, flatten the curve amidst an energy crisis in Europe. And by the way, we're going to get into the protests that are going on, which obviously aren't being covered by the mainstream media, corporate elite media. But on peasant media and the John the Kogan show, we cover the truth. And we'll get into that in a minute. Take a listen. What is expensive? Because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands, we will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours. And we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. Yeah. So you will realize in the whole propaganda, we're starting to really, and I'm sure as you're listening to this podcast, you're on this journey with us, that... There, I've been learning a lot about propaganda. And if you keep your eye out for this stuff, you're going to see it more and more. They always choose three words. So three words always stick. For example, safe and effective. Flatten the curve. There's something with three words and psychology that sticks in your brain. Whether it's you're in a state of fear and you automatically get your critical thinking skills demolished and you take whatever you're given, which is what they want you to do, but now you are slowly becoming awakened and realizing that our governments are against us and we need to stand up for freedom and come together as peasants and take our world back. I know you're in this fight, but there's a lot of people that are still asleep. And so they use these, it's psychological warfare. And if you listen to the last podcast with Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the biggest truth fighters on the battlefield right now, who is the most published cardiologist alive. And he's also an epidemiologist, but no big deal. Him, Robert, Robert Malone, who created the MRNA, just go read what they wrote in the Washington Post. They probably said, ah, you know, they're, 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 they're conspiracy theorists. All right. All right. Conspiracy theorists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. We definitely believe the mainstream media. Okay. Although I still have a friend that does. Fascinating. So, Flatten the curve. They're using it again, but now it's in relation to climate. So literally things, monuments in England that are usually um, lit up with light are actually not being lit up right now. In fact, in Germany, uh, billboards that are lit up are not lit up from like 9 p.m. to like 4 a.m. to save on electricity. 
You, it's unbelievable what's happening. And they just want you to shut up and take this. In fact, I think I played on the last episode, but the president Emmanuel Macron of, uh, of France said the era of abundance is over now, not for him. No, 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 not for him. He gets all the air conditioning he wants, but you, you're not important. You're not important. You didn't know that yet, but you're definitely not important. The era of abundance in your life is over, but in their life, it's actually increasing, right? The trillions of dollars in wealth transfer from the average everyday peasants that actually work hard and make sure that the things in society like infrastructure actually work and get fixed, like blue collar workers, like people who um, work for their money, as opposed to getting paid off by big pharma and corrupt institutions to make laws that are favorable for the elite and globalist agenda. Have you not caught on by now? I mean, the whole system is totally corrupted right now. Peak, peak corruption. And your life is not important. But if you're a politician, it's very important. But what's really funny is, or very interesting, is that these politicians truly all believe they're going to be on the winning team in the end. The best is the media, like the CNN people, like Don Lemon, all that. They think that they're going to be on the winning team in the end, but they are going to be thrown to the side and totally kicked off the team first when the Uniparty or whoever it is takes over. The most powerful people in the world. These people aren't going to be a part of the winning team. They're peasants in the eyes of Klaus Schwab. Peasants. And by the way, big shout out to Joe Rogan, to Eddie Bravo, on a recent Joe Rogan podcast, exposing what's going on here and finally talking about it more and more. Amazing. Great audience. Represents podcasters who tell the truth all over the world. Like I'm the Jonathan Cogan show. And we're very grateful. We're very grateful. We're happy. We're sad at the same time to be vindicated. But we still need, we still have a lot of work to do. Okay? But don't worry. We're just going to flatten the curve. For two weeks, but it'll take two years. Wait, you said it'll take two years, but you said two weeks. Yeah, we said two weeks, but it'll take two years, but that doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes sense. Shut up. You get the gist of what's going on here. All right. Protest though. The people are awakening. This is, we are literally in the great awakening round two. That is what's going on now. Literally. I'm reading about the four turning and how these, these generational, um, time cycles um like the sectulum or whatever it's called is it has been how we kept track of time all throughout history but we forgot our roots and we think linearly and yeah, i can get into that later um and so the the ultra elite knew this time was coming this fourth turning which is usually chaos it usually breaks out in a war in fact i think over the past 500 years it has always broken out in a war um and there was a great awakening a uh, hundred and some years ago. This is the great awakening round two. And it's beautiful to see. It's sad to see a lot of people still, still aren't awakened. But don't forget, people. Don't forget. Being on team peasant is really, really good because we have never lost. We are undefeated in the history of life. We're still here and there's more of us than ever. And we're actually living the most rich and abundant lifestyle we ever have. So before you get your panties up in a bunch, not being on team elite with evil Klaus Schwab and those other people at Davos, please remember that this team that you are on has never lost. 
I was going to say faltered, but we definitely faltered, but we've never lost. Do not forget that. So this clip is about the protests from our homie, Kim Iverson, um, who's a truth teller. We may disagree on some things, but she's doing good work. We like her, so we like to share her stuff. So this is her talking about the pro protests that you don't even know are going on that are massive in the Czech Republic and elsewhere. I mean, massive. You'll hear it. And if you're watching, you'll see it. But I'll talk about it in a bit. Here's Kim Iverson. Been going on all throughout. They're breaking out in Europe. These are people who are upset about the high costs of uh, the energy and what's coming this winter. You can see here, this is in, in Prague. Uh, these protests, these shots are are from the Czech Republic here. You can see these various uh, various different protests breaking out. They also broke out in Germany and in France as well. Here's Germany. You can see the protests there. And here is France, a uh, very large protest breaking out in France uh, about these about these skyrocketing energy prices. I mean, they are just not wanting to go into this war that they didn't ask for. None of us asked for this. And it is collapsing economies, crushing the people. People are living paycheck to paycheck. They cannot afford uh, skyrocketing uh, energy prices. And in Europe, they're talking about rationing the energy prices. I mean, it's getting really, really out of hand. But who cares, right? I mean, these politicians don't seem to care. They've made it clear that they care more about Ukraine than their own populations. Here's actually German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbrock. She is saying exactly that. Check but this out. if I give the promise to people in Ukraine, we stand with you as long as you need us, then I want to deliver, no matter what my German voters think, but I want to deliver to the people of Ukraine. And this is why, for me, it's important to be always very frank and clear. And this means every measure I'm taking, I have to be clear that this holds on as long as Ukraine needs me. We are facing now a winter time where we will be challenged as democratic politicians. People will go on the street and say, we cannot pay our energy prices. And I will say, yes, I know. So we help you with social measures. But I don't want to say, okay, then we stop the sanctions against uh, Russia. We will stand with Ukraine. And this means the sanction will stay also in wintertime, even if it gets really tough for po politicians. Yeah. So there she is saying, it doesn't matter what uh, people say. You know, if this gets tough for the politicians, because people are going to take to the streets as they already are. She says, people are going to take to the streets. They're going to pressure us, but we're going to do what's best for Ukraine. It doesn't matter what's good for our people. We're going to do what's best for Ukraine. And uh, yeah, she says, even if it gets really tough for politicians, well, do you know why it would be really tough for politicians? Because it's tough for the people. It's not just the people pressuring the politicians out of some sort of, uh, you know, just because they feel like it. They're not out marching in the streets just because there's nothing else to do. They're taking to the streets because they can't pay their bills. They're worried about the energy crisis. They're worried about the rising prices. That's why. But these politicians, they just say they don't matter. They can get their bills paid through a game show. Check this. Yeah, so that's important. So we're all about supporting Ukraine, the people of Ukraine. There's no doubt about it. Pause. Isn't it quite strange that a person elected by Germans is saying, I don't care about my German voters. I want to deliver for the Ukrainian people. 
please separate our empathy for Ukraine and just the logic of that strange state. It'd be like the president of the United States saying, I don't care what my American voters say. I want to deliver for the people of Russia. Or I want to, I want to, I want to deliver for the people of Australia. I don't care what my, my American voters think. It's just weird. It's very weird. Okay. Yes. If we could be objective here and speak the truth, it's really weird. Okay. There's something going on here and we know what's going on. And what is that? This is all by design. So what the great reset is, it is to make you dependent on the government to survive. It's for them to wreak the havoc, cause all the disruptions and problems in the economy, and then them providing the solution in the end, which in this case is universal basic income. That's how this is implemented. You cut off your energy, you make the energy prices too high, people can't afford it, they need social measures, they need the government to come save the day when this was all artificially engineered. Control the food, control the people. That's why they're burning down food processing plants, hundreds of them across the world. But Bill Gates' artificial meat lab is doing just fine because you will eat the bugs and you will eat the meat. Even though Bill Gates is fat and out of shape, he should tell you how to eat. The guy didn't even invent Microsoft. He bought it. He bought it and then licensed it, okay? He didn't even invent it, okay? So let's get the facts straight. But the main purpose of the Great Reset is to make you dependent. And so how are they doing this? They're cutting off your energy. They're getting control of the food. And they're depleting treasuries. And then you heard this in the last episode. They are depleting the treasuries across all of the countries in the world, all the major com- countries. Because with the, um, with the jabs, they are inking deals with big pharma, like in Australia, to get jabs for the next seven years they're paying for. So what this is doing is depleting the treasuries dry, causing more printing of money, increasing inflation, devaluing your currency, causing prices to also go up. So you got hyperinflation, okay, in a recession. You can't afford anything. You need to survive And who controls the food and who controls your stipend? Your government that actually engineered this whole damn thing. All by design. Conspiratorial? No. It's happening and unfolding right in front of your eyes. You're seeing the demise of the West and you're seeing first world countries, the developed countries, defaulting. And you're going to see it happen in Europe first. The energy crisis, yes, it's going to come to the U.S., the famines, all that stuff, of course, but it's going to come after Europe. Europe is going to be hit first. In fact, it's already underway, as we predicted on this show. It's all going to really begin tumbling on on September 16th. That's a guess, obviously, but on or around, maybe now, the Vatican is asking everyone to bring all their whatever, churches or whatever, to bring to return all gold, silver, and liquidate paintings and stuff and return it to the Vatican by September 30th? What do they know? Nothing? They just want all their gold and silver back all of a sudden? Nothing to see here. Go look at Trump. Look, he had nuclear secrets and he was a Russian puppet. Don't ask questions. He's guilty. Okay. We're not political on this podcast. We don't give a damn, okay? That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Look over here. 
be obsessed with Trump and we're going to take away all your food, all your money and make your life horrible while you die of starvation going, I hate Trump. And then you die. But at least you'll go to the grave hating Trump. That's good. That's great. Fantastic. What a life. There'll be a whole department in heaven. Oh, wow. All the Trump haters that died of famine. Me, me, me. Are you proud? Yeah, we're so proud. How old were you? I was 38. Okay, great. Anyways, that'd be really sad, obviously. Now, talking about the jabs. um, So flatten the curve we talked about. Oh, maybe we should talk about um, the crime bill because they're trying to ignite chaos. These are all George Soros funded people who's a bad, 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 bad man who also helped the Nazis in World War II. Klaus Schwab is a Nazi. Um, These are all facts, by the way. So uh, Illinois, let's talk about this real quick. They're trying to cause chaos. So what are they doing? There is a bill, okay? Illinois' Safe T Act, like safe dash the letter T, okay? Gives violent offenders a pass. So what is it doing? This is from the Chicago Tribune. Non-detainable offenses under the Safe T Act, okay? You cannot be detained for these offenses. The following crimes would become non-detainable offenses after the Safe T Act act goes into effect, meaning that criminals will be allowed to be charged with and released for these crimes without bail. Ready for this nice juicy list for you? Second degree murder, drug induced homicide, arson, aggravated battery, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, intimidation, aggravated DWI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. Don't ask questions. There is nothing to see here. They are going to let people off who committed a drug-induced homicide or arson or had a second-degree murder. Do you think that person is likely to commit a crime the next day or be like an incredible Samaritan helping humanity just like doing philanthropic work with Bill Gates? What do we think is going to happen here? It's going to danger in society, but it's not going to affect Pritzker, okay? He's worth billions of dollars. He has his own private security. He has unlimited donuts in the kitchen. The guy looks like a donut. Very rich, though. This is going to hurt you. This is going to hurt the people walking the streets, the normal people. Robbery, burglary, ar- arson, This is what they are normalizing is beyond me. And if you have not awoken to realize that the whole discussion of Democrat versus Republican is a very far secondary. It's a distraction for the common people to argue over stuff that doesn't matter while the elites take control of the world and your life. Again, two classes, okay? Let me make this very crystal clear for you before you get your panties up in a bunch about MAGA, about the radical left, about whatever side. Republican, Democrat, independent, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter because the real truth is you're on the same team. I know you might not like that, but you're on the same team because the team is peasants. The other team is elites, the billionaires, the Bill Gateses, the Klaus Schwabs. You're not on that team. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. You're on the peasant team. Whether you like it or not, you don't have a choice because you're a peasant. And until you realize that people can get it through their head that liking or not liking Trump, liking or not liking Biden means absolutely zero 
in the grand scheme of it, literally zero. I'm not even putting a 0.001 to it. It means zero. It is a 100% distraction while you keep losing your privileges or your rights and you keep losing your net worth and you become poorer and poorer and your age of abundance goes away like Emmanuel Macron said in France until you figure out that it doesn't matter what party you're a part of because they're all the same. It's the establishment and it's you. Until you realize that you are going to be asleep and by the time you wake up, you'll probably be in a concentration camp, which by the way, they're built, no joke, they are building camps for climate and all this stuff all over the world. That's really happening. Australia, Canada, yeah, they're already built. Question is, are they going to use it? Wake up, people. Share this with someone who needs to wake up. This is crazy. We're not, we're apolitical on this show. You might be Republican. You might be Democrat. You might be independent. We don't care what you are. Are you a good human? Do you mean well? Do you want the best for you and your loved ones? Great. We're on the same team. That's it. Trump has no part of this. Biden has no part of this. They are on, Biden, get this through your head. Biden and Trump are on the same team. And you're not on that team. You see how they make it seem like two teams? It's one team. That is one team. The other team is everybody who's in the stands, who doesn't have a microphone to talk into. That is you. And I know I have a microphone, but as of right now, I'm a peasant. And I plan to stay on team peasant, no matter what happens. Seriously, they're on the same team. You're not on that team. There's nothing more to say. All right, well, I want to get into Do- I want to get into Doctor um, Naomi Wolf. Some pretty breaking stuff, really sad stuff, but we got to get into it because we tell the truth. And when we tell the truth, we have to tell hard facts sometimes, and that's what we have to do. Don't worry, we're gonna. F- oh, before we get into this, this was literally said from the COVID nineteen response. Team, the pre-briefing, have you not seen this? The White House COVID coordinator said the other day, like two days ago, if you have not seen this, I'm going to play in a second. He said, quote, this is, this is, if you buy into what this quote says, you are in the mass formation and you need to go slam your head against the wall and wake up. Quote, I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. That's the quote. Listen to it yourself. That is not why God made two arms, okay? I know, crazy, right? That ain't why God made two arms. I don't know what the reason was, but it wasn't for the two jabs. Take a listen. This is real. The good news is you can get both your flu shot and COVID shot at the same time. It's actually a good idea. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. But our goal... They think you're they think you're even worse than an idiot. They think you are permanently dumb. They think you have a brick in your brain that is like separating thoughts and practicality from like dreams, okay? They think you are under such a hypnosis that you are going to buy into that bullshit that literally God made arms for Two jabs that came from Pfizer? What? We know that, yes, the Bible had it wrong. We're not religious on here, but they refer to this guy, Jesus. That has actually transformed over time. It was originally Pfizer. 
It was originally Pfizer came from the ashes with two syringes and he jabbed them in your arms and then your arms went woo and you were happy. And then you bowed to Klaus Schwab. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Emperor. Thank you so much, Emperor. They think you're so dumb. Little do they know you're not dumb. You're not dumb. You're really not dumb. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not dumb. And we can win this battle. And we're going to win this battle. But the fact that they say that from the White House is an embarrassment. That is disgusting. That is clearly shows how corrupt our system is and how much of a stranglehold Big Pharma has on our institutions. That is disgusting. Honestly, that's disgraceful. I have nothing else to say about that except that guy should be ashamed. It's not even funny. People are losing their lives from this thing. It's not even funny. It's not even funny at all. All right. So we talked about the Safety Act, which isn't a safety act. It's a anarchy. Let's have everyone run around wild after committing a second degree murder. Um, no big deal. Look the other way. And Naomi Wolf, a truth teller, a hero, good woman, smart woman, was a Clinton, Bill Clinton. Oh, Democrat. Wow. What do you know? Advisor. And now the mainstream media just puts hit pieces on her. They won't even talk to her because she hmm, tells the truth. So this is a tough one, but it needs to be known because I've been asked on Twitter past couple days. Um, they saw some video of a guy saying what's going to happen to people who took the jabs and was concerned. And so I shared my podcast. I thank you. Very interesting. People want to know what this stuff's actually doing, what the truth is. And it's my job to give you the truth. So this is in relation to, because there is a war, there are a lot of wars going on now, but a clear war is on masculinity is on men. There's a reason for that because in order to implement this great reset, you don't want to have strong men because historically speaking, strong men cause problems when you're trying to reshape the world to your liking. They fight back. They, if they get angry, they can revolt. So you want everyone to be feminine. You want everyone to not rebel. You want to implement your great reset and have everyone shut up. So it's now showing that these jabs specifically hurt little boys, little boys. I'm going to let um, Dr. Naomi Wolf explain this. And by the way, in the UK, while they secretly stopped allowing jabs for, I believe, children under 11, they just snuck, they didn't say anything. There was no announcement. They just took it off the market like no one would see it. But in America, in the United States of America, they are pushing it like there's no tomorrow, safe and effective, safe and effective to all children to six months old. Why is that? Why in the UK have they taken it off and no longer talk about it? Like you wouldn't notice, but in the US, every baby, every child who has like no risk of dying should get this thing, especially little boys. Well, perhaps there's another agenda here. So I'll let uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf talk about how these injections hurt little boys. So here we go. If it's not safe, in a temporary one-off program, why are you having the one-off program, right? Why have, you know, either it's safe now, in which case why change it, or it wasn't safe then, in which case you've harmed and possibly murdered a bunch of British children. Um, on a happier note, it's a very big deal for us in the United States. 
and for Western Europe, because this, you know, whether they're trying to downplay it or not, this clearly sets a precedent by an advanced European country that they're not going to inject under 11s. And remember that in America, the drive has been relentless. Get the under 11s, get the under fives, way down to six months old. And the last thing I'll say, again, we never have a smoking gun. You can never show cause effect, but your volunteers have been hammering, hammering, hammering the evidence with a special focus on babies and children. And Amy Kelly, our project director, posted a, uh, a report which has gone quite viral for us. 78,000 people watched her video about this. It's up on my Substack, it's up on her Substack, it's up on Daily Clout, which shows that these injections hurt, I mean, I just have to use grown up language, I'm sorry everyone, hurt the testes and hurt the, the parts of the testes that develop the masculinity, the secondary sex characteristics of little boys and baby boys and, and teenage boys. Um, so they literally harm the chances of your little boy child to grow up normally as a male human adult. Um, so it's not just the suppression of the sperm count and the sperm motility, which you know, Andrology Journal reported, which we knew, it's something even more insidious that the lipid nanoparticles, especially, which pass every membrane in the human body, pass into the testes and inflame the epididymis and uh, affect the, the cells that go to secondary sex characteristics, actual human masculinity. So it's literally an experiment on the gender uh, development of little boys. Um, so this has gone viral, and I can't say there's a cause and effect, but that's a pretty tough thing to prove, uh, and we proved it. Um, yeah, so that's pretty pretty breaking news. That's pretty breaking news. We all know this is an experiment. We all know that there's something going on that someone has malintent. Not everybody. I believe most people are good, but I think at the highest levels, was this stuff known? Was it not known? We don't want to... We're not going to debate what people's motives are. All we could do is evaluate the facts and then make the best decisions possible for our own lives in the future. We can't go back in time. We can't harp in the past. We have to focus on what we can do to make this world a better place for us, for our children, and for their children. And that's it. So it doesn't make a difference of what you did a year ago. Get the facts now, learn now, help yourself and your loved ones to make the best decision possible. That's it. So we go off facts on the show, not speculation. We like to make hypotheses sometimes for fun to see if we could predict what's going to happen, which we've been pretty accurate about, I must say. But that is a hypothesis. We can very well be wrong and we have been wrong. So more data is coming out. In fact, it seems like a lot of data is coming out because the narrative, as you can feel or notice, literally has been changing. People are saying, we know it hasn't worked. People are saying, it doesn't stop this. It doesn't stop that. It doesn't make it a less you know, severe disease, like all this stuff. Why are they changing the narrative? Is something coming out? It surely seems like something's coming out. So I, I believe over the next three to six months, crazy info's coming out. And you know that judge recently ordered Fauci, uh, I believe Deborah Burke, I believe the White House secret press secretary to release their emails in relation to collusion with social media. So what that's going to bring out could be absolute bombshells. 
It probably will be bombshells when your government and the biggest social media tech platforms that are literally the public square where we have public discourse on everything are colluding to censor and in and, and, and propagate a narrative to their liking against people's wills and people who don't obey like the Jonathan Kogan show get taken out of the square. Something's happening. Something's brewing. The good guys are taking this world back. I swear. It's what it feels like. I have no evidence except that. Can you tell the narrative's changing? Can you tell? Do you hear it everywhere? You got Fauci stepping down. You got, you got Deborah Burt. Literally, Deborah Burt admitted that they knew they overplayed it and that it wouldn't stop the spread. What? Is she going to be indicted? That is crazy. You can't just say that. You said for literally a year that it was to not spread it. And the only reason a government should ever intervene and force you to take something or advise you to take something is to prevent it from spreading. The government never should step in to make you take something to make your symptoms less, like to make your symptoms not as bad. Okay, they're not the they're not the pain relief fairy from sponsored by Pfizer that comes out from the ashes and goes, we don't want you to suffer. So take this and take that. That's why you have two arms. No, what? The only way a government intervenes is literally if there's a threat of a pandemic from it spreading and this would stop the spread. Then it makes sense to intervene with something that will stop the spread. We know. 100% this doesn't stop the spread. And people are debating whether it should be mandatory. What? That's not a debate. Whoever's taking the other side is crazy. The government never steps in. Does the gov- When you get a headache, does the government force you to take Advil so you don't feel badly? Is that what you want your government to do? If you stub your toe, do you want a cop to show up at your house and force you to take Tylenol? That's what we're talking about here. That is insane. To get anyone to even think that is normal means there's a mass formation going on here. That's crazy, okay? If you have a headache and you don't want to take Advil, that's okay. That's your choice. Now, if you have a headache that somehow when you look at someone or when you breathe, it spreads it to another one, another one, another one, and they come up with some solution that'll stop that from spreading to the next person, then they can intervene. But they don't intervene to stop your symptoms, which by the way, clearly from example, like everyone who's decided to take the jab, like got, you know, the vid, but whatever, that's not here nor there. But think about it. That's the only reason something should be mandatory. That's the only way big government should intervene. They they don't intervene to make you feel better because they care so much about you. They don't give a damn about you, clearly. And hey, are all these injuries and deaths causing the labor shortage? That's another podcast I had. I think it's really interesting. Nobody's able to explain the labor shortage. No one's able to say why people can't find people to work. All of a sudden, oh, but everyone, no, they're just trading NFTs, even though the whole crypto market has crashed. Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. I think the injuries and deaths number, I think, are much higher than we think. Could be in the millions. The truth will prevail. The truth always prevails. All right. That's all I got for today. Should I give you an update on the Memphis? Uh, see if I can find something on the Memphis uh, 
shooter real quick because we could do it in real time because we have the internet. And as of now, the electricity is keeping it on, at least in the US. Uh, oh, he's in custody. 38 minutes ago, breaking news. Memphis police say man who randomly shot people in custody. Ezekiel Kelly, 19 years old, is in custody, according to DeSoto County Sheriff's Office. He was arrested after wrecking near Ivan Road and Hodges Road, WHBQ-TV reported. They identified him. He's in custody. They have the shooter. Obviously, you're going to be hearing a lot about this story tomorrow. In fact, it'll probably be the only, if it bleeds, it leads, but this is crazy. This is going to be all over the news, but you heard it here first because we break the news, we tell the truth, and we do what's right for the people because what alternative is there? Like what, what goes through someone's head of saying, I'm going to lie to the people so they make worse decisions for themselves? What psychotic sociopath thinks like that? CNN, MSM, that is crazy. Okay, we don't do that on this podcast. We never will. I will make mistakes. I will be wrong, but I'll do my best to be right. And I'll always correct myself and I won't lose your trust. That is psychotic for people to give you false information, especially intentionally. Crazy. The people who talk about, you know, you shouldn't give him misinformation are the very people spreading misinformation. And you know how we feel about that word on this podcast. We're not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Came from Soviet Russia. We don't like it. We weren't a Stalin fan. Some people in Russia still like him. Who knows? All right. That's all we got today for the Jonathan Kogan Show. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. That'd be awesome. You can go to jsk.transistor.fm. Please share it. We get censored like crazy on this show because we do the right thing. And people don't want people doing the right thing these days. So share with one person. Share with two people. Share with three. Share with five. Share with ten people. Um, subscribe to the Rumble channel. You could search Ownership Economy. I will change that to the John of the Kogan Show eventually. But search that. Subscribe at Rumble. We're going to make a huge audience there. That's going to be big. That is going to be big. I believe in the future of Rumble, and I believe in the future of the John of the Kogan Show. And most importantly, I believe in the future of you. So we're going to beat this. Thank God from the beginning of this episode with the mass shooting, he went from killing people from store to store to being captured by the end of this. Hey, the good guys win in the end. Don't forget that. All right. Until next time, take care of yourself. Have an amazing day, an amazing night. And most importantly, stay free. Love you guys. See you tomorrow.